Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife, as always, Miss Southern Shell. And Shell, who we got with us today? We got a guest. World champion. <laughs> Heathrow. Congratulations, man. <laughs> it's been a long time coming at Memphis and May. You got the you got the you got the you got the one off your back. Now it's time to get the big one, right? Yeah, that monkey's <laughs> off my back now. And uh, you know, it I am not gonna say it's been coming a long time, but it's not we'll like say I it hadn't for practiced. You. <laughs> I, I, I put in enough cooks for it, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, Shoot, man, it's been so, how, how many years have you done Memphis and May? Have you done about as long as we have? I think, honestly, 15, maybe, yeah, something yeah. in there, 13, 14, We're about 15. This is our 06, 07, something like that is when you started, wasn't it? 07. 07. Yeah, so we, start, we were one year ahead of you. Yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> I don't know, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's, it's, I've, I've been chasing that first place I mean, for a long time. So for those of you that don't know, I know last week we talked about our experience at Memphis and May, but. Um, our good friend Heath Riles from Heath Riles Barbecue won the rib category, first place in the world ribs, and he was kind enough to come on here today with us and talk. So I just want to say congratulations again, man. <laughs> well, I mean, as you know, any just finaling down there is hard enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. It's a burden on your back like nowhere else, and us being from here, you know, I'd rather for the cook be out of town somewhere because I feel like I'd probably carry a lot less stuff. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And and y'all are the same way. You make multiple trips a week down there and everything else set up and tear down. But going down there and seeing your friends and your barbecue friends and family you see once a year and to actually for somebody like me in the industry um, to to put in the passion, I probably cooked over 300 racks practicing for this thing. I mean, you know, I changed yeah. grills. Yeah. I changed ribs. I'll- I changed, tweaked my recipe. Uh, you know, I only use my products. I, I went to just hardcore beast mode on it, yeah. and it and it paid off. We're gonna get into all that today because you were you're cooking on an outlaw pit for the first time at, at Memphis in May this year, right? Mm-hmm. Stick burner. What was your so now that I know you've cooked on stick burners before, but that was your first time to to do it in a comp style at that level, at the world championship level. What was your take on cooking on one of those? What made you switch, and what do you think about those style pits? Well, I know you probably didn't know me when I first got started around 1997. And I started off, I built my own stick burner, and it looked like an outlaw almost, except it was just, you know, the welds wouldn't nowhere near as good. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you mean? You welded it? Yeah, I welded it myself. Yeah. I bought a welder and a torch and bought a piece of uh, 36-inch gas pipe from a friend of mine, five foot long. And I actually, my firebox wouldn't work, so I had a welder build me a firebox that worked for an iron company. And then I welded the firebox onto it. And I had to cut the stack and readjust the stack a couple of times. But that was a great grill, and I sold it for $800. <laughs> was it on a I'll trailer, or was it, it like it, an axle that you it, pulled? No, it was just uh, a grill itself and uh, on an axle. Okay. And I'd cut it off and put it on a stand to put it on an old trailer back in the day like we used to have. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And um, like I said, I wish I had that grill back. But So cooking on a stick burner, that's kind of what I started off at. So I tell everybody, I kind of went back to my roots. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've cooked on a – I graduated to a backwoods, and I've been on gravity feeds to, man, pellet cookers, and I have them all just like you have over 30 grills. Yeah. And I've had an outlaw in my shop for a while. I cook on, do some videos on, and a patio model. And I don't know. I just said, you know what? I'm going back simple, old school, hickory wood only, what our, you know, kin people taught us to cook on, and that's what I did. So I don't Something happened, huh? <laughs> Something happened. Some magic happened somewhere. Well, was it a learning curve to go back to get 
your ribs the way you wanted them? Of course. Versus cooking them on like the deep side, because I know you were yeah. coming off a of gravity fed. Yeah, every had, time y'all swap a cooker, how how long does it take to get your recipe back? Uh, well, for me, it wasn't so much the recipe; it's a tenderness game because you're cooking at a different temp. I was cooking hotter, and I'm cooking faster, so I'm cooking a three hour rib at three hundred, two hours unwrapped, an hour wrapped. It might have to go an hour ten, hour fifteen, depending on the thickness of the rib. But I also try to trim those ribs down to all be the same you know, weight and all that too, length and all that. So the consistency factor, as long as you're being consistent and keep your pit running smooth, it's just a tenderness game at the end of the day. I mean, that's it. You got to know when to pull them, and and that's the hard part. It's not cooking them. (laughs) Pulling them at the right time to hold them, that's the key. And it's different from whatever cook temp you're using. That I mean, like if you're on that backwoods or a gravity-fed those ribs seem to go a little longer in the wrap because the heat's not as I call it harsh on them. Yeah, aggressive. Because yeah, because you get because in that in that uh, stick burner pit, you've got heat rolling right out of that firebox and it likes to run two seventy five three hundred. That's just where they like to run. Mm-hmm. But you're moving a ton of air across the top of them. I mean, with the, with the right size pipe on them, they're they're making convection inside that pit, and so it's cooking hotter and it's moving more air. You got to get that texture just right. You can't just say, oh, when they get to 198, 200, they're done. You gotta, you gotta put no. some feel on them, and that's. I had to change my game and start actually probing. I started probing ribs, you know, like we done a video together years back that I think's about broke the internet. Is <laughs> <laughs> what I tell people. Yeah, it's on about that time rib for video. another one. Eh? <laughs> it is about time for another one. Uh, but I, you know, going by that feel, you can still check it with that thermometer. Two hundred six was my magic number. That's what I was shooting for down there. But I also done what I do a push pull, and you've seen me do it on the video where I grab one bone, pick up on one, and push down on another. If that bone wants to pop through there, I knew it was good. But the thing about Prairie Fresh Primes, you can only hold them for about an hour and a half to two hours with eight ribs in a in a cooler because after that you start blowing them out and you can't bring them back to where they need to be once you put them back on the pit. And that's kind of hard to explain to a lot of people listening, but it's a lot that goes into that competition rib to have that texture just perfect. So you switched and cooked. You switched from Cheshire this year and tried to pray fresh prime. What was your? Did you practice a lot with those, or did you just decide you were going to cook that rib? I, you know, I want a little bit thicker rib. I like the Cheshire ribs. Nothing wrong. with Oh, they're great they're ribs. Great, yeah. great rib. Um, you know, I just wanted something a little bit thicker. That's all. And so I, I felt like going down there. You have a lot of judges that only judge once a year, and you throw in a mix with seasoned judges that judge a lot. Your your big judges, and so you you kind of get a what I call is that catch-22 phrase, right, where you kind of got to cook middle of the road. We all know that down there, and you just got to nail your tenderness. And so I tried not to be too aggressive in flavor, mm-hmm. but not too light either. I just wanted to park middle of the road. And so I just went with a sweet, savory rib and, and nailed the tenderness. And when you do that with those type mix of judges, it usually comes out decent. And it did for me. That keep it simple, stupid worked. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I know you y'all did a whole another round of ribs the day before the contest, right? You told me you I came through. Yeah, yeah. I cooked twenty slabs on Thursday just for a practice run. That's the same thing I cooked on Saturday morning. Uh, you know, the barometric pressure had dropped, the temperature had risen, and when you do that, it was ninety five degrees out there and touching a hundred. Every day we had record highs, right? Well, it's gonna affect the way you hold your ribs. And so I'd practiced the week before twenty racks, but the temperature was also running, what, a balmy 75 here. Yeah. So going from 75, I had my timing down. And I'm going to be honest, I had to adjust my timing. Those ribs at home were cooking about three and a half hours. 
those ribs out there were three hours and 10 minutes, just about on the nose. And so I took 20 minutes out of my cook time there just because of the residual heat of the cooker and the heat itself that day. Yeah, you, I mean, a lot of people don't think about that, but you definitely have to put it in play when you're cooking. I mean, I don't care how humidity days, some cookers react different to it. Higher temps, they definitely do. We saw it. We saw it on cooking on ours. And we cooked on the same pits. We were um, we cooked all our ribs on a BFO, the, the big outlaw, and I think that's the same one you cooked same on thing. this year. And then, did you have a cart? Did you show on your cart model? I did. I showed on my twenty eight sixty cart yeah. model. When y'all say showed, well, that's see, it's, well, maybe some <laughs> yeah. Y'all like you, use it's like you have you yeah. have a you have on two side. rounds. You got yeah. a, you know you got a blind box, which is what everybody's used to in comp barbecue, where you put entries in a box and it into some judges, and they have no clue who they are. Then you have the on site, and that's where we do a presentation. That's what he was talking about. He's showing on his cart model. You actually have to have a grill up there that you're going to talk about that you've cooked ribs on, and nothing says you got to cook on that grill, but you have to <laughs> have it, it ready. Clean. Pre- yeah, we yeah. keep, keep it, it clean. clean. You yeah. have to show. Well, meat that's your on show. That's that's what you're showing. Yeah. Now, did you have so, your grill fired up? Your yeah, show we grill? did fire it up. We that did. Morning. I mean, we, you put chim- we put a chimney in it. Run about a. About that's what a we do. Hundred degrees yeah, is probably where I. We run it up there. I mean, where you can set the sauce and make it look right and all that, but then you still got to kill it. And then the way you can decorate it up, because we, I mean, I'm sure you did something too. We put a cutting board in ours and had to garnish up and you want the ribs looking good. And it's basically, it's a talking point for you to show the judges what kind of pitch you're cooking on. And I know people do it on all different kinds and some of them show them the actual grill, but I like having it set up to where it looks, it just, it's cleaner. It's a neater presentation. I agree with you hundred percent. I went to a smaller booth this year and tried to condense my stuff down and run a 15 by 30 tent and run half of it for kitchen in the back area and half of it for out front. And it was really confined and small. It was a lot less to clean. And yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, it, it, it's more intimate when you're with judges sitting yeah. down in front of you too. It is. You've got this big whopping yeah. booth. you got to fill it up with stuff. Yeah, yeah, you got to. You don't want it to be barren out there and people to see it and think that you didn't, you know. I think, I think having that close space where they're sitting right there with you it makes them feel comfortable, and it makes it feel more inviting, and you know it's more intimate. I mean, you can talk to yeah. them, and you, you know, and and when you decorate it, it's easy to decorate too. It is <laughs> easier to keep clean. I liked your big cutout rubs, like they were they were what four foot tall. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> were about like that. four or four and a half foot tall. I wish I'd have had time. The pictures didn't turn out as well as I want, so I'm gonna have to go back and and get some high end, really good uh, shots. But I do want to do that to. That's just a cool. Yeah, I thought I that know, was it's really cool. Putting cool. on the tent, tent poles yeah. coming down yeah. for you know, looks good. Visual effect. Visual. Effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, plus visibility. People walking by. That's advertising for I you. I can't man. tell you how many people said, "Can I get a bottle of garlic jalapeno?" <laughs> yeah. Can I get a bottle? <laughs> so, so everybody knows Memphis and May move locations this year. What was your take on how it went in the fairgrounds? I mean, compared I think, to the river, I think it went good. Uh, but I do think there is room for improvement. Um, there's plenty enough room out there for all the teams and to maybe up the spot sizes a little bit. Nothing says you got to have that other space and use it, but just a little bit of elbow room. Yeah. Cause you know, they, you know, by the time you run power cords and all that beside somebody, you're itching for another foot of space most mm-hmm. of the time. And so they have the room and maybe adding another entrance and another outlet because they use the whole river scenario one way in, one way out. And as you know, trying to make a loop around the school over there and come in during rush hour traffic. With trailers and, and all trailers that and get loaded in and early in the morning time, the way you have to turn over there off Southern to come in the backside. 
And so I think that that's been mentioned then by several people, and I'm one of the ones that brought it up too, and they are exploring the options if they have to have it there again of doing two entrances and two outlets. But I do think it will go back to the river next year for another year. Yeah, see if it'll work. Just see if it'll work. And I, personal opinion, just my opinion, I don't think it'll work from a monetary standpoint. You're cutting the teams to 160 teams. That's what it's going to hurt. Versus 240, still paying the same prize money. You can't, yeah. But money's got to come from somewhere. Got to come from somewhere. And we know how expensive it is to cook that contest. And uh, I think they're listening. And uh, I think the majority of the teams liked it out there. And I did hear good news. You know where they're building the new building out there? Yeah. Two new hotels going up right there. Ooh, wow, that'd be great. So restaurants in them, higher-end hotels. Yeah. You know, not just a regular old Holiday Inn. But you could walk from the hotel You could walk out of your room and be in my spot in three minutes from where I was at. And I I do think that would be an incredible thing if they built that up around there. Yeah. No, it's great for the area. I mean, I know – so Memphis is looking at it from a revenue standpoint. They, Of course, they make way more money being down in the tourism area. On the river with Bill Street and everything did, going on. I did on. miss the river. I, I missed the view. I, I missed the view. I, I kind of did. Worries. I mean, I didn't miss that long hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard on Big Man. It's hard on Big Man. It's hard. Believe me. You got to come out of these hay dudes and Crocs that week and put on some tennis shoes, brother. You know what Lace I mean? them up. Lace them up. <laughs> them ankles be killing you. Yeah. That's it. And uh, them cankles you made. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> but that river down there, the wind coming off of it, uh, it is something to say about it down there. It's uh, it, it's different. It's a pretty view. Yeah, I will say this: I didn't get a sinus infection this year like I normally do. <laughs> I didn't either. I mean, that river usually kills with cottonwood trees blooming and all that air and dust blowing down there. We didn't have the dust or the dirt this year. Yeah, it, it has its pros and its cons. It I mean, there's something about it, it feels like Memphis and May when it's on in Tomley Park. Yeah, well, but, you're like me. The one thing though that I did not miss was coming home and trying to unload everything again yep. to reclean. From down yeah. There. yeah. Oh yeah, because there's nothing you can do to keep it clean down there's there. There's nothing you can do on the river. It's gonna get dirty, dusty, muddy. It's gonna happen. Yep. Not even if it don't rain, I come back with mud, and I don't understand. It's, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard on your equipment down there. I mean, I was, <laughs> you know, we took our big trailer this year. I wouldn't have took it if down on the river just because I know what it does to a trailer. You know, you never have took your big. Not trailer. the big one. Did you enjoy it? Oh yeah, no, it was a lifesaver this year. I mean, we had AC, we had shower, we had you know running you know a bat toilet if you needed it, whatever. I mean, so it was it was nice to have and have a place to get inside. That was your tornado it got shelter too, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't, <laughs> we hit out. What'd you do during the tornado? I walked over to the to the Liberty yeah. Bowl when they evacuated the park and hung out. Did you feel safe over there? I mean, man, you know, you're I'm just standing a, right. I'm a robin in the wind anyway, so I mean, you. <laughs> As open as the uh, the thing was there, if a tornado was going to happen, you were going to witness it firsthand. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. so it really didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. But just being able to network people and see teams that I hadn't got to walk around yeah, with. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was one reason I went over there, and I'm glad I did. I seen yeah. some people that I hadn't been able to see. And so it's always a, a grand time when you can see yeah. friends. Like Hung that. out for two and a half hours and watched it rain. That's it. Watched it rain. <laughs> Drank a cold beer. <laughs> Is that the only cold beers you had that weekend? I think so. I yeah, think took so. It easy I, did, I did not. I left the park every day. Uh, I left Friday at 4.30 going home. I had had dinner and was holding the newborn at uh, <laughs> by 6.30. That's another, you know, congratulations are in order Thank on that. You. We hadn't said that yet, but – He's an, you're a new dad. Was she six, seven she, weeks old? She'd be seven weeks old tomorrow. Wow. Okay. 
So, and she's, uh, she can already have anything she wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, she's going to take all your money. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any now, but I'm really going to be broke. I feel like I'm going to write checks that I don't even have the money for. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. So, so you re- your schedule's really been crazy, hasn't it? it? Well, between just the growth in business and barbecue season up on us like it is and trying to film videos for all our people out there to watch and stay ahead on and, and then you throw the mix of the baby in the mix, and I would say, yeah, I've got a full plate, but <laughs> I'm a big boy. I can That's have all right, yeah. We didn't, you didn't get this far not knowing what you're doing, right? That's exactly <laughs> right. It ain't nothing but a little more work. That's, that's right. All. That's it. That's it. Well, going back to Memphis in May, so what was your Memphis in May like? I know y'all didn't do catering this year. You didn't do um, you didn't do as much as far as entertaining, right? No, what did you do I with didn't. those 20 racks, or 20 racks of ribs you cooked on Friday? Well, but – by the time the news people seen I were doing a practice run, they wanted to do a little interview with me. And then just everybody coming by, you know, at that time, me coming off, and I was letting people taste them and asking their thoughts. And everybody's like, I wouldn't change a thing and leave them alone and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then, we, of course, we carried the in-laws a couple of slabs on my way home and, and give away a few slabs to a few people. I mean, but they so you went made to good, good use out of it. They went to good use. Yeah. None of them went in the trash. I promise yeah. nothing but empty bones. <laughs> How did you, did you on-site judges, how'd they do this year? They eat I'm going to tell you, the first judge that walked into my booth, he was a younger kid, and he was from New Mexico, Albuquerque. He ate the whole rack of ribs, Malcolm. And that was 12 bones in a rack, two and three-quarter inches, no, three and a half inches wide, those ribs where I had them cut. And he ate the whole rack down to the final bone. And then he went to the next booth, two doors down, and uh, some of our friends down there, he ate a full rack there. Holy he smart. still had to judge a third rib team. We don't know where we went from there. And then he done hog preliminaries in the blind. Oh, my God. As hot as it was? As hot as it was. And he was a brand-new judge just at the class in November, and I told everybody, I said, that kid's not going to make it. No. <laughs> hey, he's gonna, He might get sick before they I learned. I time. learned that the hard way, man. Do you ever cook that contest up at Kennett, Missouri, when they had it in the summer? It was like in June, July. Yes, I did. So I went up there. I was when you know we first got to cooking, and I was gonna go. I was gonna judge. You know, I'm gonna learn. I'll go ahead and do some spying or whatever, because I'd like to do that. You know, if I'm not cooking, I'll go judge some. I'm I sure do you do too. Well, I was new to judging, and I went up there, and they popped me with two on sites and a blind, and I and I did hog on site. This is when hog went first. I did hog on site, and I did shoulder on site. I still had to go back and do rib blind. And I remember coming back. I drew some good teams. I had like. Um, Pat Burke, and I had John Wheeler, and then I had, you know, some other hog team, and then I had three good shoulder teams like Wayne. I mean, I had some good shoulders, so I was wanting to uh, – and I, and I didn't know how to stop myself. <laughs> and man, by, the time, by the time I walked back to that building, it was, you know, heat of July, I got behind a truck, and I was I was giving it all back right there. And people saw as it. As bad as we did on that you? fishing trip? Yeah, yeah oh, no, worse. No, this <laughs> was all hot pork and hot sun. <laughs> And then I still had to, after that, go sit down and judge ribs that day. And I felt, I mean, it was miserable. I couldn't wait to get out there and get home. I've never been so sick in my life. And it was just because you can't eat pork like that in the heat. And when it's that good, you don't, I mean, you got to, when you're judging, that's the hardest thing to me to judge is to take a bite and be able to judge them fair. Especially those teams you were judging. A lot of people do not understand the names that you were just naming in. You're talking about legends of barbecue that people don't really no yeah, legend. I agree. Uh, I mean, besides Pat Burke, yeah. everybody knows him. But Wayne Booth, one of the greatest shoulder cooks, sir. Oh yeah, Red Hot Smokers. Red yeah, Hot Smokers. 
I mean, you know, the natural born, John, I mean, natural born yeah. grillers back in the day, which is John Wheeler associated with Memphis Barbecue. Now, I mean, great cook. It was I just, mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And we judged Pat Burke and uh, who else? John Wheeler and um, Guatney was my other team back when they were on the tear. Yes, Guatney was there. I went up there not long after that, and me and Candace judged, and we judged everything that day. And then we turned around and had to do the backyard division of ribs, <laughs> and that was crazy. Yep. Yeah, it's it's too much. It's too much. Well, luckily the backyard when it got to the backyard for us to eat it, it was inedible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was probably the worst barbecue I'd ever had. I don't yeah, know if you've ever yeah. heard me tell that story before. <laughs> no. So my story from Kennett, Missouri. Championship division was great, but they give us the backyard, and we done chicken and ribs. I'll never forget this. Two of the chicken entries were still raw. Just blind, right? Yeah, you bit into it in blood and wanted to come out. Uh-huh. And the rib entries, you could not force tear apart, pulling them the bone. You, it would not tear apart. It was still that uncooked. Yeah. And you know how the NBN works still to give somebody a 10 that day. <laughs> Man, that's, that's horrible there. So did you take a bite of that? You know, I learned that you in chicken couldn't. too. You, I learned to always tear my chicken instead of just going at a bite at a contest always. because that instance you bite into a piece and blood squirting. I don't. I mean, it's just blatantly raw. Still, you can look at a chicken and kind of guess it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'll flip it over and look. If you can see separation and kind of squeeze it a little bit, you might be okay. But this was still like it had just come off the pit. If you know what yeah. I mean, like still had to, maybe still had that lighter fluid lingering. Yeah, still, still had that lighter fluid <laughs> lingering. It did. Did you say that? <laughs> it had that smell. I know those backyard. It teams, screamed dude. match light. You yeah. know what I mean? Match light. It screamed it. Well, back in those days, I mean, match light chicken. There wasn't YouTube videos to learn how to <laughs> no, improve, there improve that. your barbecue. No, there was not. What was, was the first barbecue video since the internet? By the way. Oh man, I don't know. It probably was uh, Pit Boys Barbecue Pit, Pit Boys, Boys on yeah. YouTube. I mean, we were we were a year after them, I think. Yeah. I mean, or within it might have been a year. It was definitely nine, ten months. Yeah, but that's been. It was probably twenty two thousand nine for them, two thousand ten for us. Is that right? Something like Something that. Something like that. It's been I would say, uh, time flies. Yeah, not. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's back crazy, then you were. It seemed like we're talking about. Mid two thousands when we were probably judging. All, no, it was probably early two thousands because by then we were already starting to cook Memphis and May. Two thousand seven is when the MBN broke off of Memphis and May. Was it? It kind of stopped. Yeah. Two thousand eight is when it kind of flipped. Yeah, you were doing it before that. We were doing some. It was it was still Memphis and May style when I was judging too. I mean, I did. Yeah. I, I went through my school and our judging class certification at Memphis too. and May. I did too. And it was probably two oh three, oh two oh three something like that. I knew right away that I wanted to judge because I figured that's another good way to learn. And it wasn't just well for one from Memphis Mary NBN style, you got to do the on site. And that's a if you don't know how to do that, there's no better way to learn than going and judging it and seeing how they do it. But also it was like when you sit down at a blind table, yeah, you're trying entries and seeing how people build boxes, but you're seeing how the other judges at that table are reacting. And you can talk about it, what they liked about it, and what they didn't like about it. So I was taking making mental notes the whole time. They like this because it, you know, it was like this. They mm-hmm. picked up on those flavors and all that. So I think it puts you. I mean, it's like taking a class almost live action. It does, and I've I've been like that too, and I ask a lot of questions to a lot of seasoned judges. And I judged Water Valley, Mississippi, a couple of years ago with some of the last rubs I actually come out with before or right after that. I went down there and had some conversation with judges about flavor profiles and what they were liking and seeing. Yeah, and what they were liking, and that's how I come up with the hot rub and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, just taking good feedback and listening to what they were talking about, about salt content and pepper and heat and back-end flavors and kind of, 
I don't know, developed it after that. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, it has, if you listen to what they want, it's kind of easy to give it to them. It really is. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how you learn and that's how you come up with ideas too. Sure. Well, there wasn't any judging class. I mean, there wasn't any cooking classes back then when we started. Nobody was doing cooking classes. It, I mean, it was just a, something that hadn't been done, or at least it hadn't in our area. Yeah. Who, was, then, who started that? Doing classes? Yeah. You know, and some of them KCBS probably jo- Johnny Trigg was probably one of the first ones yeah. I remember seeing it for KCBS style. And then I know Mike, uh, Mike and Debbie Davis were doing them, and Myron started doing some. But I don't think Myron. Wayne Loman was doing them overseas at KCBS yeah. for a long time. Really? You know? Showing, yeah, yeah. trying uh, to Jim get Johnson, people. Yeah, Jim, Jim yeah, Johnson. Yeah, Jim Johnson. The airport crew, Mr. Jim, was doing some stuff with some classes. And it kind of spun from, I think, maybe all that. Yeah. Because uh, didn't KCBS kind of start? When did it When did it get found? They were early 80s, too, like right behind. Memphis. Late 70s, early 80s, just right around the same time, you know, yeah. not too far apart. And But, you know, there wasn't. There wasn't too many people showing people how to do it or sharing sharing Until stuff the late back night, then. Right. That's when yeah. I would say it started popping off. That's when people started actually running the circuit. I would say. Yeah, cooking for team of the year, and then you'd have yeah. some of those guys that were real successful doing classes to help promote the sport. That's what they were doing. So I remember some guys, and you may remember smoking in the dark. You remember them out of Missouri? Yeah, they used yeah. to come out to Ashland and everywhere else, and we were cooking those KCBS up there. All that, and, that, and there was a gentleman out of Florida that used to come up there long. And he had a Jed Master. Remember him? Was it Britt? Orange County Smokers. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Remember? Yeah, trying. that's been 20 years. Yeah. Ago. I, I seen John Willingham cook a pig one time with a cigar hanging out of his mouth in that roaster. <laughs> really? You know, on a top Standing up. Standing up the whole yeah. time it was running. Yeah. Uh, and it's a pellet grill. Like mm-hmm. one of the first of its. I mean, that was one of the first, besides a Traeger, first pellet grill I knew was John, mm-hmm. uh, John Willingham's. Those and then there was a guy out of Dyersburg that had that big Traeger. It was the garage door one. Uh, John Bird. That's it. Two that, little pigs. That, <laughs> my first three barbecue trailers, John built. Really? Yes, he builds rotisserie pits still to this day. He tinkers with them. Yeah. He does dirt track cars and all that. Yeah. I didn't know that, but I remember that garage pit. That was I thought that was one of the coolest Traegers that I'd ever seen. I don't even think Traeger makes that one anymore. Yes, they actually they? just stopped making it. There's some at their headquarters now. There's one upstairs. What size is it? When you say um, it's a garage door pit. It's, it looks like a um, a roll-up door on a storage unit building. Yeah. And it's just square. And I would say it's that, probably five foot wide. It's uh, about The, the racks door? are about the size of a double-wide CTO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's five Uh-oh. racks in that thing. So that's a big cooker. Yeah. yeah. It's about like the size of a double-wide, I would no, say. Sure. Does it have a, a double bit. hopper in it? I've never looked in the guts of one. Does. It probably does. It does. Like a double hopper. It does. Just straight pellets. But straight pellets. I used to see a few of them around. I remember when me and Wayland first saw that one. I want to say it was in Kennett, um, and I asked the guy about it, and he's like, man, you can get one for $2,500. I was like, man, that seems like so much money. How could I ever afford one of those? now that's dirt cheap. Yeah, $2,500. Now you got to look at the truck. You can barely buy the Timberline the patio for that. Model yeah, for yeah. That. That's yeah. right. That's how times have changed. When you get a pit like that for $2,500. Wow. But, I still remember buying the first Backwoods for 2800 I thought that yeah. was crazy. We bought our first uh, backwoods from uh, Bad Bob up there in Dyersburg. He was a backwoods dealer, only closest one around. This is before Mark Lambert ever started. Joe long. Franks was mine. You remember him out of Corinth? He passed. Away? Yeah, yeah. He was a Kingsford man. He was, sure, always was. had a Kingsford. He was a spokesman for them, wasn't he? He passed away, and that's when I forgot Lambert, he sold. That's when too. Lambert kind of took off with the backwoods thing after Joe passed yeah. away. He kind of got that that uh, 
what do you want to call it? Dealership, dealership or, or yeah, territory. Yeah. Territory yeah. from yeah. Joe. When I yeah. started first hanging out, that's what the cooker to have was. I was. Every, all y'all all. That was it. We all had backwoods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody had backwoods. That was it. That was that was the king of the MBN for a long time. You had yeah, to have I, that water smoker. I tell anybody, I've rode every train there is to ride. <laughs> I just keep zigzagging across. You know <laughs> hook, what I mean? it, hook it back up the one. That's it. To... My caboose, I... we just hooked that outlaw up right now. We're running with it. I mean, I was on. I mean, I don't make that yep. to be serious, but yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm following a trend, but. For me, it's about trying to be the best on every pit I can be. That's right. And so not many people can say they can go the Royal. Both times I've been Royal, I've got walks in rib, a fourth, and I think an 18th maybe. And the 18th was on a Traeger. And then come to Memphis in May, and I don't cook a lot of contests anymore. I cook one in between that and roll to Memphis in May and get a first. You know, On a stick burner. On a stick burner. And so I know my recipe works, and it's just about smoke and heat, and I jump on a CTO and do the same thing. Yeah. I feel like I could jump on my patio outlaw and do it, my golden's cast iron and egg. I mean, it, it's all about tenderness. It is. And, that I mean, that's people ask me why I have so many grills, and it's probably the same answer for you because I want to learn to cook and master all of them. And then I want to be able to share because I know everybody don't have this exact same grill we do sitting on the patio. That's I mean, this whole there's a ton of grills out there. Well, you just cooked, what, a butt on a Weber the other day you dropped a video yeah, on, or yeah. was that a reshare? That's probably just done? a reshare. Reshare, but I, reshare I mean, but I was thinking about yeah. it the other day when you done it. I did. Uh, I come home from Memphis, and and one of the Weber's one of the only things I hadn't had one in my arsenal in years. It rusted out, and I've had all these big, nice, high end grills, and you know, more expensive grills. And my wife Candace bought me one of the new hot rod model Weber. Kind of the retro the, look. I love the those, retro man. model. She bought it in the gray model, and it was sitting there Friday evening in Memphis in May when I got home, y'all. So when I left Memphis at four thirty. I got home, I put my grill in the garage, yeah. and actually I got to put it together, but I'm going to do a video on it coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's You'll what I wanted me. to get that vortex from you for when I stopped <laughs> by last week. Um, so I mean, you can't beat a Weber to that. No. It's the old classic. I mean, it really is. Well, if you're going to call yourself a, a cook these days, then I guess I need to throw a Weber on the back. Yeah. There's <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I use mine all the time. Dude. You always say if you can cook on a Weber, you can cook on anything. <laughs> you really can. Yeah. I mean, you really can. It's all about when you can master yeah. a butt on there or ribs. You've yeah, I mean you're backyard man. You've got you have to learn how to you know put the coal in there and get the airflow right and hold the temp right and and you know control the vents. I mean it's the whole thing. It's the whole process on cooking on one of them, and it's the same for any grill you cook on. We Except need to go get us a pair of old fifty-five gallon drums welded. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, got a I got a pair that, of drums undone. We need to find a welder right here. And let them t- no joke. We used grill. to cook on two bathtubs welded together. Do you remember that when we yes. were cooking backyard? It was before I remember I that. It was just two metal bathtubs and the drain on them. You know, you turn one 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 way because that was your intake, and you flip the yeah, other one right. the other you way. Get just a little bit, make one set of legs. Just a, <laughs> I'm it. talking about just a little. So bit. You got a little bit of drainage going across. And there's that an, there's enough distance between where you put the cooking grate to your coals and you keep them all to one end. It makes a heck of a smoker. I learned to cook on that, and it was like I mean that was. Man, we've had some junk over the years. Oh, yeah. We've had so much homemade junk. Oh, a lot of junk. A lot of junk. That's what makes it fun, though, really. It is. I mean, to see the progression that we both kind of started out over 20 years ago, and we you've heard me say this, we both kind of went different paths. Y'all followed the YouTube path and videos, and I kept on the competition side. And and kind of where we're at now, it's just kind of funny looking back and laughing of where we were or how we've been. We stayed true to our course. Yeah. Even though we both took two different roads. 
Are you, are you still going to do some comps? You're going to work in some more comps, Man, or you about four or five a year? About just like for fun. You, I mean, between family time and and videos and and just general work stuff, it's not a lot of time like anymore. I'm not in my early twenties anymore. <laughs> it's hard work. It's, uh, it, it's a lot of hard work, but uh, I'm still going to get out here and do the big ones and all that. But I'm going to leave it to these young young boys. I'm going to mm-hmm. let, let them young bloods get all they want of it because they need to. <laughs> So you going to you going back to the Royal this year? I am going back to the Royal this year. I've already reserved my hotel room and all that, and they they allowed uh, to where uh, if you had won one before, you could cook again in the Invitational. Yeah, and I qualified for that the last time I cooked when I won. I don't even remember what contest. So having to you know cook twice, I am going back again. I don't want to just go and cook once, but. Um, Probably need yeah. to from a marketing standpoint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ain't it wrong going and get another call? No, yeah, that's try, right. Or at least try to, you know. Yeah. Any other contests you got coming up? Um, you're gonna go to Murfreesboro. I am gonna go to Murfreesboro. Yeah. I hope maybe we can work some dates out with everything uh, on the back end for y'all to go. Or y'all, y'all gonna be Man. Able to make it? Or is that? I want to bad. <laughs> it's bad, but you know we we kind of volunteered to head up the Water Tower Festival here in Hernando. And it's the same. They really we we called about the date on its exact same weekend, and that's you know originally that's why I quit cooking. I always cook water towers. It's a fun contest and it's non-sanctioned. And you know, but coming up, it was a good time. My buddies and we all hang out. Oh yeah, they go hear yeah. Gabby Johnson play. Yeah, <laughs> right, we saw some good bands there, man. They uh, Jason Aldean was the last yeah, big one he, there. He yeah. played there. Eric Church played there before, yeah. didn't he? One year, but um, so it's the same weekend. So I, you can't get them to move it. I wish. <laughs> that was why, I mean, I quit to go to Murfreesboro. We quit cooking that contest. And so every year I'd say, no, I'm going to Murfreesboro. Going to, and I love Murfreesboro. We it's had probably, such a fun time. Besides Galax, besides Galax, Murfreesboro is right there. I mean, those two contests, you just don't do Nobody does them like that, you know? Are y'all going back to Galax? I want to. I don't know. It's, I'd like to, too, but I don't I don't know. Yeah. It's a long way, man. You've swept that one before, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I've won the reserve on the KCSI oh. and the Grand NBN up there. Yes, I have. But you've got both at Murfreesboro, right? I've won Twice? both up there once. once? Yes, and I've okay. won South Haven once. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. On both of them like yeah. that. And so to hold those titles at <laughs> three different venues, yeah. I mean. It'll be pretty cool. Know, it's, it's cool. Of the three of the best contests that we could. Yeah. I mean, really. Hospitality-wise at Murfreesboro, oh, yeah. it can't be. I mean, Galax, too. Yeah. I mean, I hate Ron's not the organizer anymore. Uh, we had, you know, he organized over 20 years up there, but he moved to a different city. But the lady doing it now is really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were there last and year. They treated us like royalty. All the teams last year. It hasn't changed. I tell you, if I, I go mean, back home, I'm getting them to drop me off a golf cart there. <laughs> Think about that. They don't care up there. Yeah, they really don't. I mean, in the streets and everything else, if you had a golf cart, you could really get around and do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Visit all of antique shops. <laughs> <laughs> go get a haircut over Floyd's. We ride up. Yeah. You ever been over there when you Yeah, I got, a, I got a haircut. You got a haircut. He got we were, something. I got something, yeah. They he got, came back. I was like. What the heck happened? I said, they didn't show me the back of my head. What's wrong? It was all jacked up. They didn't show Carve your logo. <laughs> no. Well, look, I got. I want to know something. You're down here in Hernando. When are you going over to the famous man on TikTok over here? Oh, Chris, Chris's place. Yes, I over to barber shop. Man, you got to schedule a month out to go over there. I go to. I go to man cave. I I'll go to man cave too. Yeah. I go to man cave yeah. too. She asks about you every time I'm in there. Really, you man, see Malcolm? I said he's be in next week. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're on about a rotating schedule. She always here. tells me that because yeah. I asked, "Would you be in?" Yeah, he was here last week. Yep, we're on about a rotating yeah. schedule. 
I it's hard to go. Man, man cave I got my girl Jody. She hooks it up. Got the, get the beard trimmed up. You can drink a cold beer. You can get a massage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what more? You can get, get a, a facial. <laughs> she keeps trying to talk me into a facial. I'm They're like, nice. Have you, have you done? Now, I one? get my ears waxed too. Yeah, no, she told me yeah. that. That's like, man, they I got can't. some video of me, dude. It's pretty rough. You need to send Tyler. <laughs> That's what they, they put the Q-tips with the wax oh, in man, there. I got some pictures, man, that you zoom in on. You'd be like, that come out of there. <laughs> I don't know where this hair come from, Mike. Yeah, hey, it's <laughs> old. What she pulled out of there. It's like me. I'm losing it on top. It's coming out my <laughs> ear. Oh, look, it left me years ago. <laughs> yeah. it, it left. <laughs> It's crazy. That's called hitting 40. <laughs> it is. is. Y'all reminiscing about the old times and talking about your ear hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Y'all well, ain't nothing wrong with that. No, it ain't nothing wrong with it. Shell, <laughs> oh. what, what else did you have on the list? We kind of covered Memphis and May unless he's going to give us a recipe. You talked, about, you talked about going back to the old school rib. What, what was a Heath Riles old school rib? I'm be honest. I use mustard on the rib, and I come back to that. Put the binder on them? Good layer of garlic jalapeno rub. And then I took my hot rub and I done three parts. I done one part of sweet rub, one part of honey, and one part of pecan. Mixed it all in a bag and put it all in a shaker and lay it on at once. Instead of splitting it, it up, so butter bath in the wrap and some spicy honey uh, that you might see coming out with my name on. It. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? I've been working on it for about a year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to get right. And um, how like when you talk just about a spicy it. honey, kind of like the Mike's hot honey. Okay, uh, that and some more honey rub in the foil and. Uh, after that, pull it out, sweet sauce and some more sweet rub on top of that, and let her tack up, and that's it. Send it. Did you put you didn't you didn't mix up the Fab Five? Did nope. you get away from that? Got away from all of it. That's too simple, right there, man. Very simple, like scary. Yeah, simple. I mean, I hate to say that they. I'm I've a fan always of the been simple. told though, and you think about this: number one selling barbecue sauce in the world, Sweet Baby Ray's, right? Yeah. Well, you go down there to a place like Memphis and May, and they're hit. A lot of people use all our sauces and all our rubs down there. There's no telling how many places I walked by that had mine and your stuff sitting out there. And a lot of other good brands that, that yeah, we're in the, the market with. Uh, and Blues Hog that won it. Blues Hog is one of the most favorable comp sauces there is. Uh, but I just wanted to do something different, and it worked. And uh, I think the tenderness factor helped, but there is no secret recipe. That's why I don't mind telling it to you, and I do have a video they're trying to get it edited to come out. And the I will, you know, it's kind of my Memphis in May video. It don't show you everything, but I am going to film a video, whether it's myself or whether it's you or something, and put it out there. I don't have anything to hide. You still got to cook it at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just the way I am. I mean, oh, you're right. I mean, I've always been that way, too. There ain't no there ain't no secrets. If it hit for you that day, it could have just easily been the other way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about cooking it and nailing the doneness. I mean, and. Everybody's go. What's your recipe? What's your? Well, I'll tell you. Oh, he must be joking. No, come on. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. Yeah. I mean, you know me. How long have I been known to share recipes with people? I don't uh, care. Yeah. I, always. I've, I've never. I've never asked you something. You steered me wrong. I mean, it's always. I mean, I ain't got no reason to fib about it. I mean, it ain't nothing but a piece of barbecue. We ain't saved nobody's life. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about your hot cherry buffalo ribs. So you cut your ribs up before you seasoned them. That was the first thing you did is go ahead and cut them up. I, we, I've never cooked ribs like that, like pre-cut. It will not be the last time I do it. Really? Yes. Just the whole buffalo rib bites, that gives me such an option, I feel like, once I've done that. Uh, I, I love some char on a grill. Me too. Right? You know how the fat sizzles on a steak. A lot of people trims that off. So some people, 
on my video were going, oh, those ribs are burnt. No, not for me, they ain't. That char <laughs> on them and then put them in that liquefied to render down. When you pull them out of there, it was just a good barbecue grilled bite. So you, so walk me through the process of, of the hot cherry buffalo ribs. I have to think. I used the hot rub and the cherry rub on those, and we just uh, were they seasoned. baby backs or they were baby backs. And cut them into cut individual them into bones. bones, and I put them on the grill and kind of grilled them off. Got the color that I want. What uh, grilled I you cook them on? Like the Golden's cast iron. Oh, okay. Threw them in a pan then and wrapped them in vinegar sauce, and I think maybe I put some butter or something in there. I can't remember. And basically just let them get tender, braised them is all I did. Yeah. Pull them out and throw them back over here to let a little bit of liquid excess come off of them and just finish them off on the grill really fast. So did it have like a buffalo flavor or did you get some of that Uh, hot sauce kind of flavor cook off? The hot sauce flavor, it had a little bit of the hot sauce in there with all that. It it did. But you could make it just like wings. Yeah. You could change that recipe to adapt over. You could could cook cook them with like your everyday or the the garlic jalapeno. Mm -hmm. Straight up. And then get the char and then toss them and finish them however you want, right? Now, I tell you what what has had me thinking. I've been doing the wings a lot lately. I've been cooking a lot of wings. I'm on a chicken kick eating chicken at home, right? And I've been doing cornstarch and Parmesan and adding my chicken rub in and some garlic jalapeno. To get them crispy? To get them crispy. And then I make like a lemon garlic buffalo sauce Mm -hmm. I've been doing. I've made four or five sauces. But I got to thinking about the ribs, and I put it on my my list. I keep a running list probably like you do of ideas in my head, videos to cook for. Then I just go in and pull four or five off, and we're going to do it. But that that buffalo rib recipe is kind of like the wings. I kind of want to play with it a lot more. To develop a lot more recipes out of that, I almost want to bread some like the I, wings. I was going to tell you, and roll you need them to do over the Parmesan and do and those. Do them on the on the ribs like that, but I'm afraid you're going to, have to use some type of binder because we don't have the skin like we do on the chicken. Yeah, but you could probably you might not have to put them in there and let them get like braised. Just run it like it's a dry Memphis style rib. Yeah, the whole time, and let it sit out and let it go till it gets tender. It's gonna it's gonna be like you've you've done deep fried. Ribs with your pieces, right? It's gonna have that more pork chop flavor. Like you'll still get grilled flavor, but me. the texture is not gonna be like you're not trying to get that perfect, you know, judging barbecue rib flavor. It's it's gonna be more of like a. And I tell you what, I went on the hunt for this weekend talking about the ribs. You know how we always used to love Hooters buffalo shrimp. Yeah, yeah, I still, still do. What do you mean love, used yeah, to? I mean, I still do. Yeah, I'd love to go to Hooters today, but I mean the buff the Three Mile Island buffalo shrimp has always been really, yeah. you know, one of my favorites when I went there. So I've been looking for some big shrimp uh, to cut up, and I've just got to run by Brad's and get them. Uh, but I want to do shrimp like that on the Traeger and kind of almost air frying breaded like yeah. that. Yeah. And make my version of a buffalo shrimp. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got to test it first, just like you do on the recipes before I shoot a video with it. But that is on my list as well. Yeah. Uh, talking about buffalo. So yeah. I don't see no, why no, you I love that I idea. think that's a great idea. Yeah. I, just I mean, is that different. say, so you keep – like you mentioned keeping a list that's what we do too i look for inspiration and stuff like that like if i go to a restaurant and you see something you say man how can i recreate that for the grill you're talking about doing the exact same thing i mean i do it with your stuff I, yeah. man that's a great idea i'm gonna recreate that and you do yeah. i know you oh, yeah, do it yeah. to other people's barbecue stuff too. everybody does we all just do. impre- you know trying my version of something i mean that's i ain't right. saying it's the right way to do it. the only way because we've got you just like me yeah. there's no right or wrong way. yeah that's this right is just i'm just doing some food to eat. just do it i mean yeah. that's it so, so you've been a. I mean, people that don't know, you've had your YouTube channel going for several years now. Several years now. You've got TikTok, TikTok rolling. You got Facebook rolling, Instagram rolling. I mean, you've turned it into a. I mean, we we've just like you. I mean, we've went full blast with it, and um, 
and it's been good, and we're on all the social channels, and, I mean, the distribution on our products has been really great, and uh, I don't know. It's uh, I still have to be pinched every day. I'm, that is, it's not <laughs> like a – I work more now than I ever have, probably 50, 60 hours a week. I mean, sometimes 70, 80 Non-stop, week, really. Yeah. 24 it's hours 24 hours a day answering the phone at nighttime, waking up to deal with some overseas people every once in a while, and and – I'm steady trying to build on our team, but it's so hard to turn loose of what I call my baby. <laughs> you know, and y'all were the same way at oh, one yeah. point. It's kind of hard. Uh, and, you know, having Mark and Jamie and the team you guys put together done great. And, and I've got some people in my office now that are falling in line the same way. And it's uh, – I don't know. It's still a – I just can't believe that I'm living out my dream as a hobby. <laughs> you know, it's, a bit, yeah. it's, it's still kind of weird saying that to people. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, people don't – Oh, it's like, you do barbecue for a living? Yeah, where's your restaurant? <laughs> I don't have a restaurant. I don't want a restaurant. They don't understand that. Yeah, they don't understand that. What do you mean you do barbecue? Yeah, I don't – yeah, everybody's like, oh, you ought to get a restaurant. Duh, you still making your little videos? I'm like, yeah, I'm still making my little videos. <laughs> little videos. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. Have fun with it. Yeah, that's – believe me, I've heard that Yeah, my little videos. My on. mom hadn't told me to get a real job yeah. in a while, though. Yeah, oh, really? I mean, she had. That's, that's a plus there. <laughs> I mean, she had. I mean, for the longest time, Malcolm. I don't know if my folks have came around yet. Yeah, I mean, you, I'm sure you've been that way with your family. I mean, you know, you grew up in a hardworking family like I did, and and to flip what we've done, the way that we work now into these videos and podcasts, and and you know, selling products and and people just you know writing in emails and writing stuff on social media, it gives my mom a sense of I don't know, like happiness that I I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I couldn't give her before, but you don't see most uh, kids doing yeah, what we've yeah. done, you know. And yeah. I don't know. It's I don't look at myself like no no Su- yeah, famous. superhero. Yeah, or, yeah. And I just said it while well, I was saving the world, but it's <laughs> yeah, but you by my family, I'm looked at like a, you know what I mean, this personality that I'm really not. Yeah. I'm just, hey, I just cook some ribs. I mean, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. I mean, you know how it is. No, I just got... want to cook some good food, man. Yeah, and yeah. Have a good time with good people. It don't matter who it is, where it's at. And that's how we do it. I mean, we, we and that's I think that's what's successful about the way yeah, we do videos and so stuff too. is it feels like you're in your backyard hanging out with you. It does. And if you know you, that's how you are. It ain't put on. It ain't fake. No, it's, it ain't fake. <laughs> just I'm just laid back everywhere. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> well, Memorial Day's this weekend. Yeah. Y'all got any plans? Man, heck yeah, I'm like, you got to fire it up for more. I'm going to cook something, and like I said, I've cooked wings, and all weekend I've cooked stuff. I've done a peach cobbler on the grill. I've done wings. I've done. Was that for filming or just uh, for? No, yeah. just eating. Last night, uh, I, I, what I cook, I cooked uh, pan-seared chops on some new cookware that I got, tried out, and uh, done melted brie over them, roasted brie over them, cut some thick sliced brie cheese and used some apricot glaze on top. Over of the chop? Really? Spicy apricot glaze on top of the melted wow. brie. Was some that? sweet potato and some asparagus. Pretty. I, I love brie. I yeah. will do it again. Yeah. 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 Use my simple citrus rub and a little bit of cracked black pepper and just pan seared them a little bit of butter and herbs and garlic and then pulled them out and went straight in the oven with them with that brie cheese to finish off. It was different, and it was really good. We've got a ton of rib tips in the freezer back here from Memphis and May, where we cut down ribs and you have your drops and all that. Yeah, time to do some I, buffalo ribs. Man, man. I, hey, I got to do something with them. So I'm, that's got that's me thinking idea. there. But I think I really think I'm just going to do a grill full of rib tips and then pile them up and 
get them all tender in a pan with butter and everything we put in there. Brown you need sugar, honey, sauces. You pull Dude, them out. Yeah, talk, whatever sauce you want to go in. That's that's probably what I'm gonna do. This. I mean, there's no use letting those go to waste. Has anybody done freezer. a garlic parm rib yet? I haven't seen that. I hadn't seen a garlic parm rib. When you started talking about that and, and doing the individual ribs that way, I was like, man, that sounds really good. I know I'm going to have to practice something this weekend at home. Then I'm going to try the, the shrimp and the, and the, try to do a breaded rib like that on the grill. Then I'm going to have to try it. So what, when you – Memorial Day barbecues, what growing up, what all did y'all have? Man, most of the time for us, it was always – honestly, usually pulled pork or – you know, chicken. grilled chickens. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, That's whole what bird, the kids cut did. up, eight yeah. piece, you know what I mean? And baked beans, potato salad, coleslaw, and usually some cheap white dinner rolls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was just a common thing. That was uh, it. And usually homemade ice cream. We always had homemade yeah, ice cream around. Always. And especially 4th of July, but Memorial Day, too. Yeah. Peaches but, start coming in. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. God, Shell's grandmother. Made the best homemade peach ice cream with like real peaches in it, not not some canned stuff. Oh yeah, real peaches. You cut them down in the sink yourself, and then put sprinkle sugar over them, bag them up, let yeah. them get ripe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how you do it. That's ain't that it? old school. <laughs> Everybody don't know about shelling them peas and that corn yeah. like I do. I can tell you all about it. And butter beans. And butter beans and your fingers all green. Yeah. When they finally the co-op finally got one of them pea shellers that you thought I was worth a million dollars. I gave up my daddy one for Christmas one. You year. did like yeah. recently. Yeah. yeah. There's a pea sheller. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with a pea sheller. They don't know nothing about all that. And most Everybody, people don't. No. <laughs> they do not. So what are you cooking Memorial Day? Um, Man, it'll be barbecue for sure. I mean, I usually – you got to cook a butt around. I got to have some pulled pork for nachos or for something. And then usually, You're the nacho king. You're yeah, we're the nacho king. king. <laughs> you got to. Nacho Libre. Nacho. <laughs> if you ain't eating barbecue nachos, something's wrong, man. I did not. You ain't got the nacho any, machine yet. I, well, oh, no, man. I've had a nacho machine a long time ago, and it messed up, and I got rid of it and got another. Yeah. one. you've really hit the nacho machine really hard <laughs> lately. It ain't all me though. It's, it ain't all you. Wood for sale. I had my doubts. <laughs> I don't, man, know don't love a good cheese dip or nacho though. Hey, Mikey used it this past weekend for his daughter's graduation yeah. party. Nothing wrong with that. We were pretty much renting it out at this point. It's making money. It's, we were getting residual money. Residual income from this nacho machine. Like, you can get it for a day for like $30. We're we'll renting it to you. That's not bad. You know what? I'll advertise up for you. I'll put it up online for y'all. Start a rental business yeah, out yeah. here. I see oh, you got a pit out back, too. Uh, y'all leasing that out? That's our parking spot. I said my beef. We cooked that BFO so hard at Memphis Bay, it shrunk. <laughs> you see? It shrunk. No, That's a pretty a, good one. Yeah. There's a guy at Memphis May, Um, You know, he was out of town, had two loads, asked if he could leave his pit here. And he was talking about his rig. He was like, can I leave my rig here? And I was like, yeah, that's fine, man. You know, it'll be fine to leave it in the parking he asked I'm, me, matter of fact. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember who it was. I, didn't, I don't remember yeah, talking to him. Well, Y'all told me, but I couldn't remember, but. We showed up and it was out there. And I was like, man, somebody's going to steal the crap out of that. Are you going to leave something sitting out? Yeah, that ain't a 20 foot enclosed right <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's it's been sitting there. Uh, man, it's it Memphis made two weeks ago. I don't know where. How come he ain't come got it yet? Oh, you know, at he didn't want to leave it sitting out at Memphis in May. <laughs> no, it would have been, been, been cut gone. up quick. So I heard y'all had some unfortunate accidents. We did. We did. That's the first year ever we had some stuff stolen down there, man. Stole shit with the Shell's favorite coolers. Tried to get my big Grizzly cooler. Got a bunch of booze. What else? A couple other like soft sided. 
pretty much they they, they took our drinking materials. Yeah, yeah. Somebody tried to take our soft sided cooler at awards. Really? Oh, and my man. and my social media guy Jacob had to go get it back from them. He noticed it when we were on stage. On like no, not on stage, but like I, we were talking. We had moved up some and kind of yeah. left it sitting there. Somebody got our cooler and. I don't know. I've never seen the people. I don't know, but he just, he wouldn't, Jacob said, you take our cooler. He never acknowledged him. He just sat there looking up at his phone and Jacob took the cooler and walked off. I mean, but it, he, he wasn't yeah. on up to it. Yeah. It's, it's caught. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Can't stand a thief, man. Well, it happens. With, yeah. I mean, if he needed a cooler that bad, he could have got it. Yeah, I mean, if he'd asked, I probably would have said, man, take yeah. it. But, I mean, I'd give him plenty of beer out of it or whatever yeah. he needed, bottled water. That's where we would have been. We wouldn't turn nobody down and need a drink. Well, that's the difference between good old boys. You know, we didn't grow up in the city. We were shelling peas, man. That's right, shelling peas. <laughs> Cannon maters. That's it. Cannon maters. It, other people got hit way worse. Yeah, than oh, yeah. We, we lost them. Yeah, yeah, Jim Butler had his truck broken into twice. I forgot about Guns, computers, and I think uh, – Norm called me and asked me same thing. He had a generator. Norm had or, two. He had two uh, stolen. Jonesy Q had, his had a generator. Stolen. It was bolted to his trailer. They, I guess, cut it loose. It was a one of them Honda. Yeah, y'all were generators. too close over there to the to the partway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got to get in that back lot. <laughs> Come all the way through. That's a long way to run. That's a long way to run with a generator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Oh. Well, what uh, what do you have coming up, Heath? Any uh, recipes coming out? You yes, any filming? ma'am. We have some more rib recipes coming out. You gotta have some <laughs> ribs coming out, right? I, even before this rib thing, I started doing rib recipes, and I said I was going to do five or six in the month of May. Different, you know, every one of them different rib recipes, different ones, and and we followed up last week. I'd forgot my honey peach rib was coming out that I cooked. That was a killer recipe y'all it's i even had somebody write in they cooked it in the oven and talked about how good it was <laughs> and that's a good feeling when there's yeah. no smoke on it but at least the, the older person that cooked it was really really satisfied yeah. with it and i thought it was really cool um i did uh but other than that just um i've got to film again thursday and so i'm looking forward do to you that. know what you're filming i'm gonna film another rib video a butt video um I'm torn on the brisket video this time. I may wait till the next week to film it. That's a lot of uh, filming in one day. It is. I'll film four videos at once. I mean, when we film, I try to knock four out at a time. Those just for YouTube? or are they Just mixed? for YouTube. And when do you get your TikTok stuff? The next time I come back. Rotate. Knock out and rotate. <clears throat> That's kind of where we've been on schedule. Where one week's devoted to YouTube. One week's devoted to TikTok. I Tyler keeps us in line here. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, all my, a lot of people don't understand the amount of work that goes into these videos and, and keeping the everything out there for the people to enjoy to see. It's uh it's that fifty, sixty hours a week that nobody, <laughs> yeah, that nobody sees. Yeah. That, yeah. Light, that nobody really sees and it, and I don't know, it's so hard to make sure you don't miss anything and and get everything correct. It's uh And they don't always turn out the way you want them to. They don't always yeah. turn I mean how many videos have you cooked didn't turn out you didn't even oh. Oh, yeah, there's been plenty. Just there's scratch them. I'm not going to drop one. I mean, I'm like you. There's probably – I probably got three or four that I just didn't like. And I'll be honest, I done one on a gas grill not long ago. Did you? I done some bologna. <laughs> yeah, I put a gas grill in my new patio, you yeah, know, just yeah. to have when I sell the home. And I was like, while we're out here cooking, I'm going to throw this uh, – it's got a rotisserie on it, right? I said, I'm going to throw this log of bologna on here and just see how it goes. Well, I guess I bumped the burner, you know what I mean? Back, the burner, burner back up, wall burner? Yeah, or? the back wall burner on high. Yeah. 
And yeah, that baloney looked like a uh, <laughs> a piece of sewage uh, pipe, you know, black, you know, that rib pipe where I had put the score marks in it, you know, around yeah. it. Jamie did us one of them at Memphis Bay he on did. a Traeger. <laughs> on a Traeger, yeah, he blackened it up <laughs> all the way. Was like there wasn't no liquid left in it when he tried to cut it. It just well, this one like had liquid in the berries, you know. Chub of bologna is about like that. Yeah. And that is, for all the folks listening, the proper name. It is a chub. A stick of bologna yeah. is called a chub of bologna. It is. It is. I didn't want you to break TikTok when that happened before. <laughs> That's a chub of bologna, I promise. But it, the very inch of it was still good. So I could have got some minis out of it. Yeah. But the rest of it, <laughs> it had definitely come in there. And you got the smoke ring out of it. <laughs> the, the, it dried it down to look like a you, you faked that smoke ring. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, yeah. we were about getting ready to leave that day, and somebody said, I "Whatever said happened to the bologna?" <laughs> they kept asking if I ate anything. I hadn't eaten nothing, but I don't, do we have nachos that day? I think so. Yeah. I may have had some nachos, and then I kept saying, "Whatever happened to that bologna?" I wanted a bologna sandwich with coleslaw. You know, that's why Memphis May. That's usually what I want. He's like, oh, "I might still be on the pit." It had been on there since like eight thirty a.m. and this was like four thirty, so it was eight hour baloney. But they and were we had, but look, we'd done cooked ancillaries, we'd done cooked all. I mean, we'd had it pit for four hundred degrees for a couple of hours. That baloney's still riding up high. <laughs> it had swollen up so big that you couldn't get out of the tray, and it was charcoal black all the way down, everywhere around, even where it scored it in the score joint. Yeah, take a knife and run it halfway and cut it half and take it out of the pit. <laughs> they brought it out. It's like we might, you know, just cut this off. No, no. When they cut into it, it was like that turkey on Christmas vacation. <laughs> it just like, <laughs> it opened up, sizzled out, and it was just a hole of baloney. Well, I'm going to ask this in a nice way. Uh, you partaking that day in any extra? I wasn't the one cooking it, but you yeah, was. I'm sure I was. <laughs> you, was. You, had I, not, I was. you had too much cheese dip that day? Yeah, too much cheese dip. <laughs> I wasn't the grill man that day. That was Jamie didn't cook the baloney the next day. He got off that duty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he boy. got a little uh, ribbon for that one. <laughs> Did he get the employee of the month parking spot? <laughs> <laughs> for the bologna cook. For the bologna cook. Oh, Lord. But yeah. No, we had a good time at Memphis this year. It was a lot of fun. It was. Well, Heath, congratulations again. Thank you. Awesome job. Well-deserved. Joe, we didn't jump in with everything we were supposed to say at first. You got anything you want to? Yeah, um, mentioned before we get out of here today. Our Palmer Home campaign starts this weekend on Monday. Um, we are raising money for the Palmer Home. We're trying to feed two families this year. So if you would like to join us, go to howtobarbecuewrite.com forward slash Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R, and you can find out how to become a fundraiser. Top five fundraisers get to come to a pig picking. Yeah, you might want to come to that. We're going to do it in like November when the weather's cool. Yeah. Just having like five, the top five fundraisers and one a guest each. We're going to do it here at the shop. And well, you know, me and you, I don't want to talk about it on the air, but I got some other stuff that we're going to talk about, uh, some fundraiser type stuff to kind of tie in with that. Yeah. It might work out real well that I'm getting involved with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that might be a really good deal with it. Good deal, man. When's the last time you cooked a whole hog? You you were cooking one, two hogs uh, a week for a while there. Last year. Last, last year. No, last October. I cooked Spring Fest and retired. <laughs> I mean, from all right. cooking. Yeah. Yeah. I sold that pit or selling it. That oh, really? Place. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to build another one. I mean, you know, outlaws, you know, we got a new hog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. well, that's what I hope to. Five-hour hog. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I'm interested to see that, five-and-a-half-hour hog. I am, too. So that's what I'm 
well, it's basically look what gate. I mean, look what Gateway done at Memphis. That was yeah. a direct cooker. I mean, it was. I mean, it may have been a little height wise different. They just moved their baskets around underneath to cook that hog. That was a two hundred fifty pound hog, by the way. Wow, that is such. I read that. Did you try it by any chance? I didn't get over there. Yeah. I never made it to the hog team, which I'm sad. I, never, I didn't either. I didn't I mean, it was it so spread out this year. I mean, it was like shoulder teams, and and if you weren't around me, and I seen you, and that was about it. And the mm-hmm. day that I was making my walk was the day the park got evacuated. Yeah. Well, we actually got to see a lot of people because we were right by Turney, and so everybody would come through Turney, and they'd stop in and have you know have a beer with us or whatever, and shoot, shoot the breeze a little bit. And so it worked out good to see people. I didn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> they came to you. Yeah, they came to me this year. I didn't mind that. And but, also we have steak contests we're sponsoring in Melbourne, Arkansas. Townsend Spices and Season is hosting an SEA steak contest on August 13th. 14th, 13th. So if y'all want a great SEA steak cooking contest to go to, get signed it. up. Steakcookoffs.com is how you get signed up. Yep. That's going to be a fun one there. Have you ever been over to Shane's contest over I there? I had never been to his contest. No, I kind of want to do it this yeah. year. Yep. It's fun. I mean, it's, you know, SCA cooking. They're going to do a trout trout category, too, and they're going to have kids, too. So, you, uh, if you hey, ain't I, got anything going on in, in August, come on over to <laughs> Melbourne, Arkansas. I think I have it on the dates. I yeah. think I'm somewhere in Indiana that week, too. I think we're going to go to Illinois that week, but ne- the day or two after that, I mean, you're supposed to maybe going up to the sh- hardware show or something. That's right. Yeah, that's maybe that's, that's what's yeah. happening. It's like the 16th, though. Okay. So that's, I knew, I we may be booked on that one, up. but still. I'm still going to Arkansas for the weekend. I just had to double back and hop on a plane and go to Chicago. That's it. That's exactly it. Be fun. Well, Heath, you got any anything you want to plug coming up? Or tell tell everybody where to find you first off. They don't well, know. you can find me at Heath Riles BBQ uh, on every social channel and HeathRilesBBQ.com. Um, and, I mean, I'm on everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, uh, which is all the main ones. And uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> Pretty much it. Facebook. If you're not subscribed already, <laughs> get subscribed. Yeah, pick right. up if you're not subscribed seasons. already, subscribe. And uh, You can find all your stuff at Walmart, Academy. Walmart, Soon to Academy, be probably Ace Hardware. Ace Hardware. Local barbecue uh, supply. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in about 11 other countries, I think, now. <laughs> I, you know, and it's uh, just living the dream is what I tell people. <laughs> That's it. But the dream is a lot of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't tell you it was going to be that hard. They didn't tell you that dream was going to be that hard, <laughs> yeah. but it's the truth. Good. Well, man, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. And after your big win, congratulations again. And Thank you. Congratulations to you and Candace on the new little girl. I know she's going to uh, be spoiled rotten. <laughs> already. But I bet she knows how to cook a mean slab of ribs. I think she's ready to eat one already. <laughs> Seven weeks old. <laughs> Y'all don't need to form the shortage. We got barbecue, That's right? It. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Well, good deal. Well, hey, we appreciate everybody listening to us today. We'll be back again next week to do it all again. We're gone.